The countdown is over. Kickoff is on us. The 10th Rugby World Cup final starts with New Zealand. Here we're going upstairs. Oh dear. Well, I know you can't judge intent, but there's no intention there. It's just a right. He's folded in. He's going to the bin. Here we go. It's going to be upgraded to a red card. Okay. Wow. Huge moment. Sam Kane is sent off in the Rugby World Cup final. Mawaya, can he slip the tackle? He can. He's got Dalende, tries to get on the outside. Talia is left. He's dummy. He's still going. Richie Mawaya on the inside. Aaron Smith the try. You are kidding me, Richie Mawaya. Big pass to the left flank. Talia carving back. Benny one, Benny two, straight eight. Off loading. Picked up. Try. Try. It's Boone and Barron, is it? South Africa drive to the sideline. Ball's held up. Ball turned over, is it? Heartbreak for the All Blacks. Delirium for the Springboks. They've gone back to back. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. It is SENZ, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast at five past six and uh, we are from all corners of the country this morning. Uh, Izzy, good morning to you, sir, down in uh, Christchurch. How's things? Good, good, good. I'm just looking outside. The sun is rising and it's going to be a beautiful day here in, in Christchurch. Nah, things are good. Got home yesterday after a huge day. Full of everything, and uh, decided we'll jump in the pool and play some rugby outside with the kids. And it was a hell of an afternoon to to end a big day. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. And then we go to the other end of the country, up at <laughs> up at uh, Casa de Kemp in Kerry. Kerry, how, how's things up there, Kempy? Say good morning to your neighbourhood ghost. Is he all right? Yeah, more, morning, morning, boys. Yeah, I'm looking out the window out here, and the storm has hit yesterday morning. Um, Lola, I think they're calling it up here, and it is honestly, I think it's the worst couple of days we've spent up here. There's a oh, thousand miles an hour. Uh, wind gusts and rain and all sorts happening outside, but um, it doesn't look like anything when it, when you're looking at Izzy's window there. The sunrise, the the red sky, a great day. It looks like there's going to be another wet one up here, Rick Dog. Yeah, you know it's it's been pretty gusty, pretty wet in uh, Tamaki Makoto as well, but not uh, we haven't worn it as much as up north and uh, and the Coromandel has. So I hope everybody is staying safe and staying dry. Uh, of course, a uh, lot to get through. But let's start with this because uh, we do have another $100 voucher to give away. $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. And there's going to be a theme today. And you guessed it's going to be Rugby World Cup. Uh, so uh, this bloke knows something about the Rugby World Cup. It's another free clue for you. But the first official clue is I became an all black 
1986. I became an All Black in 1986. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer, hundred dollar Adidas voucher, golf voucher could be all yours. But boys, uh, let's get to what has been a busy, busy old weekend and find out what you thought was. Simply the best, the best of the weekend. And I know, Izzy, that you're going to say Wayne Barnes, so we should probably start with uh, Tony, uh, with Tony Kemp. Uh, Kempy, <laughs> what was your simply the best from the weekend? Well, it was the girls, mate, that um, snapped a seven-year uh, drought against Australia um, in the prelims before the Kiwis playing the Kangaroos. They went out they le- losing that game 6-0 uh, and defended stoutly to keep the, the Jillaroos out for the rest of the game and came home late with a late try. Um, to win the game, I thought Tyler Nathan Wong played really well. You know, in that number six jersey, uh, outside outside a, a very good halfback in McGregor, who um, who led the team around. But yeah, mate, for me, the Kiwi girls they got tonked by 50 in last year's World Cup final to come out and win that. This is my simply the best for the weekend. Yeah, and Nathan Wong trying to set it up for his oh, as the Jillaroos switch off and pay the price. And New Zealand, for the first time since 2016, have knocked off the Jillaroos. What a moment for New Zealand Rugby League and the Kiwi Ferns. What a turnaround. Absolutely massive. Nice call. Uh, of course, double eight, double three is the text line for our Mike Clue. Charlie, I don't know if your mates would say Mike Locke and taking the piss. But he did not start playing for the All Blacks in 1986, OK? So it's not Sam Whitelock. Uh, Izzy, what about you, mate? What's your simply the best? Oh, sorry. Um, there was, yeah, look, it was hard to pin down one, but in the end it was easy because this mare is out of this world. Absolutely phenomenal. Eight group ones, brained them in the Manicato and... Uh, well, just won it easily and has amassed 3.8 million in prize money already. Has to go to Imperatrice. Coming up to the turn at the 350. Uncommon James hooked to the outside from I Am War, who's almost going backwards, passed by the Inferno and I Am Me, but Imperatrice glides around the corner. Three lengths in front of Uncommon James, then I Am Me up the middle, but Imperatrice called upon. Still three lengths in front, and the Tangerine Tsunami's going to do it again. Imperatrice won it well. Second, I Am Me, Uncommon James. Honestly. That thing is out of this planet. So, so good. And it's hard to believe it hasn't raced in the best sprint race in the world yet. And I hope it does next year because, man, it didn't even look like even beating Kempe. It was just what? It won by 3.2 lengths, but it gave up in the end to it it looked make like it a little winks, bit evenly. It? Oh, it looked like winks. They, they're running, they're running for the minor placings and that when it went around the bend. That was mine. Big weekend of racing here and across the Tasman, of course. Uh, Kempe, did you, did you get paid? Uh, no, mate. I, I actually didn't have a bet on the weekend, even though it was the Cox Plate. Um, I watched a, a, a bit of the racing on the go, but 
I was uh, I was stuck outside, mate, on the on the tractors doing a, doing some lawns and stuff like that. So I didn't actually get a chance. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that at Love Racing because it was a big weekend for the Kiwis. Yeah, it was a massive weekend for the Kiwis. Um, Izzy, I I got sniped at the line, boys. Oh, I here got we go. Sniped at the line. Had a multi. Had a multi and Peritre is into Mr. Brightside. Ooh. I know Kippy's going to talk about that later, but typical. Got done on the line again. Yeah, mate. Uh, now, I, I was <laughs> I, I, I got up yesterday morning, uh, like most of New Zealand, and watched the Rugby World Cup final, is he? Um, yeah. And to be honest, I mean, like... To be honest, I sat there and watched it by myself, and then I looked at some of the reaction online, and I went, you know what, I didn't think Wayne Barnes was the problem with that game. I thought the TMO was the problem with that game. Yeah. Um, I don't think Wayne Barnes actually did too much wrong, but uh, uh, where were you on it? Because I know you came out and said some pretty strong things on Sky, and then you, it looked like maybe somebody had told you you'd gone a bit hard because you had to come back and say a few things at half time. No. Um, but, but where no, are you on it no. now? Oh, look, when I reflect, um, like you did right, like Wayne Barnes is for sure what he's been told, and Tom Foley, you know, that, this is a world rugby problem. Um, there was a couple of moments there that he probably missed. Uh, the, the real, probably went too direct at Wayne Barnes, you know, in the heat of the moment. And when I come back out, I, I still buy my words, but the reality is, South Africa won, so you don't want to take the light away from what they've just done. And, uh, you know, they're celebrating their fourth win. Hell of a country. I've got so much love and respect for South Africa. They, they are special people. And I just know how much that, that would mean. But in our showpiece game, I'd love to see the numbers with ball and play. I'd love to see how many times actually Tom Foley's, um, you know, got in, in Wayne Barnes's ear. And when you've got someone like that, you heard Nigel, oh, you weren't here on Friday, but Nigel Owens come in and he said he would have pulled the plug out on the team. It's far too technical. They're having too much input. And it's, uh, and it's putting people off the game. Well, it did. That was our showpiece game. There was three yellows. There was one red. And the red was a red because that's in this day and age, it's a red cut. That's just the reality of it. Um, Sia Khaleesi, there were some mitigating factors. I don't know what they are, but apparently they were. And then, you know, you got uh, Shannon Frizzell's. If there was intent, like Darcy Swain's, you know, dived at his knee and, and I would have said, mate, that's disgusting. Get off. I would have said how it is. But when you're in the game and he fell over the side, yes, it was clumsy and he landed on his knee and it ended in, B- in Benami's World Cup, which is sad. You never want to see that at all. But there was no intention. So I was like, oh, Man, we're going to let these yellow cards ruin this game. And I just think that's our showpiece event. The amount of eyes that are on the game. And it's been marred by refereeing, decisions. That's everyone is talking about. No one's talking about the game. No one's talking about Peter Steph the toy. 28 tackles. Probably the best performance I've ever seen from an open side flanker. He was just out of this planet. Out of this world at the moment. And no one's even talking about it. Because there's just other things that are um, overshadowing the, the situation. So that, that's kind of where the frustration comes from. It was a showpiece event. And it was penalised and refereed and officiated in a way that's... You know, I fell for Wayne Barnes, you know. Like, when you're, when you're out there and you're trying to referee and you've got someone in your ear constantly, you're going to start second-guessing yourself and you're going to start asking for, for help constantly because you're just indecisive. Um, so that's where it was, really. That's where that state, those statements come from. Like it's our big event, and I just want to see some ball and play. And players, I wanted it to be about the fifteen players out in the park, or thirty players, not about the the men in the middle. 
Yeah, 100%. Get that, get that. What about you, Kempi? I, I, I did see... Uh, very unlike you, Kempi, to, to, to be to, to be cheeky and, and tweet rugby league is the winner on the day um, <laughs> after that rugby World Cup final. Yeah, well, I did, you know, I was watching everything and seeing what was going on, and everyone was just talking about rugby league. The the tweet I put out there was. Um, that the NRL would just be so happy with all the free advertising because everyone, instead of talking about what was um, a World Cup final, we're talking about the NRL and why the NRL is so good. So, you know, I put a text out. I put a text out there on a tweet, and it's just gone absolutely viral out there. It's good and bad, but I'm not really care. It's just what I thought. Um, talking about the game, you know, the the South Africans came with a game. Um, that I thought was very physical and and defensively put a lot of pressure on, especially on our right our right side. Um, you know, we saw Will Jordan come up with a couple of errors with that shooting defence mm. that we knew about. Um, you know, the kicking game that, that's what happens in in, in games that are, are, are finals. You got to think about it from a South African point of view. They won their last three games by one point, so mm. they knew tight situations, and they knew that they just had to stick to the to their guns. And given the red cards in that, um, all I would say about that is we knew that was going to happen. We knew that that was a possibility um, that was going to happen. It could have gone either way. But the referees, you know, again, um, and touching on Izzy's point, uh, just played too big a part in the game. They're stopping everything. One 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 part of that game that really got me was when, it, when he brought it right back. Like, that um, knock-on from Adi Sevilla in the line-out when they've, they've taken the penalty and played it and got the, the calls right. No, don't get me wrong about that. But just the, the consistent, I want to get on telly and, and, and get my face there and tell you about... Like, that's the part of the game that why well, I keep going on about the bunker, that the bunker should be gone. You know, that's the part of the game that actually adds to the, to the um, event. Like, was it a knock-on? Wasn't it a knock-on? You know? Um... They score the try. No, they they bring it back. They don't score the try. I've got to say that Richie Moonga try, that would have been one of the tries of the World Cup cups ever. The way that he stood up, that uh, inside that second five eight went around him through that pass. Mark Talia, who had an absolute field day on on that World Cup final. It was just you know I I, I hear what you're saying. I but at the end of the day you can't take it away from the South Africans. They were very oh, very no. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally Kempi. I, I totally agree. Like they they bought physical. Even Estebes when he put that tackle on Richie Moonga, that actually rattled Richie for fifty minutes. He couldn't find any any flow after that, and he looked like he was second guess. Every time he was catching the ball, he was looking in the corner of his eye like someone's coming to bring a bit of heat. And they were. They were putting making the All Blacks uh, make unforced errors, you know, something. And that's what pressure does. And they dominated the air. You know, Bowden Barrett and Richie, uh, Mark, T- uh, Will Jordan, sorry, struggled at the back. We couldn't get any ascendancy going, or any flow, continuity. It was, it was tough. So definitely, do not take it away from South Africa. They found a way, and that South African rugby, they, they stay in the fight, and they, they win big moments. There was that moment though, when uh, Wayne Barnes uh, penalises Adi Savia, looks at the replay, and then says, "Look, I got that wrong. Probably shouldn't have said it. Should have just stayed true to his, his call." But he, he admitted that he got it wrong. Cost us three points. Mm. We had a chance to win that game, and I could not believe it. We were still in the fight, and we had a couple of chances to win it. And I was like, "How the hell are we still in this?" So I'm so proud 
of his All Blacks team for staying staying right to the end. We weren't, weren't able to get the job done, but um, you know, kudos where it's, where it's due and credit to South Africa. A couple of texts that have come through on double eight, double three. Uh, this one from Dino. Hey guys, I'm sad the game I played, coached, and supported all my life has gone. To watch a World Cup final be decided by a team of match officials is gutting. World Rugby must make changes or they'll have no viewers left after watching some of that tripe yesterday. Mm. Yeah, look at... Like, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just sad, really, that... Like, I, I, I love league, but I'd love to just, like, you know... Um, Jesse Krill stayed on, didn't even go for an HIA. Mm. Adi Savia stayed on, didn't even go, for, go off for an HIA. Had a bit of blood coming down his nose, didn't even go off. Why don't we just deal with that after the game? Put it on report, yeah. you know, deal with them after the game, and then we've got 15 players, we've got a full-strength team, instead of slowing it down, pulling out yellows and reds, left, right, and centre, and, and disrupting the flow. Um, you know, like, it, it was high, don't get me wrong, and it hit the head, that was the right decision, but let's just move on and deal with it after. Uh, TMO was rubbish, but Sam Kane as captain has to be better than that. South Africa put us under pressure, and we made too many mistakes. Well done, South Africa, but well done the All Blacks too. 60 minutes with 14, and to go that close shows great heart, but it wasn't enough, that one from DJ Timmy. It would have been the greatest win of an All Black side ever if they'd got that they, they got that W. And, like, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Izzy. They had a chance to win that game. When Jordy Barrett stepped up to kick it with his right foot from that side, I thought, mate, he should get this. And then I looked at Jordy Barrett. For me, Jordy Barrett was the best player for the All Blacks out there. Like, that very first carry that he took at 110 miles an hour got absolutely smashed, showed the, the intensity that that game was going to be played at. And the only, only question I had when he stepped up was, man, that boy's tired. You know, 70, 74 minutes, 75 minutes, and he's put his whole heart and guts into it, and now he's expected to kick this one to win it for the All Blacks. And that, that for me, probably was just that little bit of difference of that p- performance, that high-performance arena. Is, um, it's inches, man. It is so, such, a, such a game of inches, you know, just to the left of the post. As soon as he hit it, we all knew. Um, but it would have gone down, boys, as the best win that the All Blacks have ever produced. With 14 men for that long to be in that game, absolutely outstanding. And if the All Blacks won, I promise you, I would have kept the same tune. You know, this isn't about the result. This is about the game from a fan's perspective and in a contest, you know, like being out there. Like people paid thousands of dollars for those tickets to watch that. Like, yeah, when you're a purist, you probably think, yeah, 12-11, an unreal game, but just so much controversy marring the the, re- the result. So, um, yeah, look, we'll see what all what happens from this. Probably nothing. <laughs> probably nothing. We move forward in the same, same. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, but I think you're right, Izzy. Just, just before we go here, Rick, I, I think you're right, Izzy. You know, like, what they need to do is they need to deal with it after the game. It's a contest. It's the biggest contest that you play uh, in the world, because it's a World Cup final, you've got to make, you've got to make it a big game and leave players on. You can't make it 14 against 15. Like, how tough is that? You know, everyone knows in rugby league, if you get 13 on 12, it's basically a game done. And, and that's the thing, you know, you, you mentioned Geordie Barrett. I mean, he played, not only did he play second five, he played blindside flanker. 
um, for for a lot of that game too. Every every scrum that was down, he was on the side of it. So uh, yeah, monumental effort from him. Keep your text rolling through double eight double three. Plenty to get to, and we will get to them. We'll do it right after this here on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Uh, do you need a new mobile plan? Well, then make sure you go and check out. Kogan Mobile, and uh, you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.